This is Valley Watch on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. Hello and welcome to Valley Watch, a show that's brought to you by our good folks at Bonneville Broadcasting. We are here in Midtown at the KTAR studios. My name is Rob McDade. I'm a captain and public information officer with the Phoenix Fire Department. I'm joined by my co-hosts. Allie Party, how are you? I am very good. Thank you. You're back. You're refreshed. Uh, Uh, Yes, I'm back. Yeah, I would say I'm refreshed in a certain way, but I'm also exhausted in another way. I would imagine. It's all good. You have we have to, our yes. yeah. <laughs> we have our guest here that we want to get to, but again, you were there for uh, 9-11 Correct. in New York, and I just maybe we'll take 45 seconds. You, yeah. you went with your husband, who was a firefighter. Correct. Uh, what was that like, seeing New York celebrate, or not celebrating, but Honoring and commemorating, yeah. It was amazing. We went out to New York for our first wedding anniversary, which was super fun, but um, we also went to honor those lives lost at 9-11, and um, I mean, I could talk about it all day, how proud I am and my husband, but to see him in his class A's, to stand next to other New York firefighters that had lost folks, um, it was surreal. And, you know, the whole morning was filled with events of memorializing these folks. But at the end of the night, we uh, listened to the mayor of New York have a speech. It made me want to run through a wall. It was so (laughs) powerful. And it ended with... uh, folks all playing bagpipes and yelling out names of folks that had passed. So wow. it was it was incredible. Pretty amazing. I'm trying to find the segue to it, but I think I'll just say... <laughs> just jump right let's in. Let's go from left to right on your radio. Let's have you introduce yourselves both, and we'll, we'll start with you, Doctor, and then we'll talk about what your role is in Arizona Falls. And this is what our topic is today, is Arizona Falls prevention, and we want to put it really on everybody's radar, how important it is. So talk about what your role is and, and what, why, why, what are we talking about for this month? Absolutely, Rob. Uh, my name is Dr. Agarwal. I'm the chief of geriatric medicine at University of Arizona College of Medicine, Phoenix, and at Banner University Medical Center in Phoenix. So I specialize in people above the age of 65, and we see a lot of patients in our hospital, in our emergency department, who come in with falls. These are patients who are driving in the community, and they come in with a fall, they have a bleed inside the brain, they have a fracture, and it's life-changing. It can really affect how they live their life in the future. And that is what I'm there for. I want to make sure that we can prevent falls. We give them the tools that they need to make sure that doesn't happen again. It's a big warning sign. And we want to prevent that from happening again. We want to get them the right tools, the right medication, the right therapy, so that when they get home, they're more independent and they're not losing this independence. Because one fall can change your life. We talk about we always want to have our children to wear bike helmets. We always want to say wear your seatbelt. Um, we talk about uh, you know watch your kids around water. And when we think about mortality rate and the folks that are vulnerable, but it does it feel like sometimes this section of our population is overlooked? Absolutely, it is. We don't have any specialized care going on for older adults. If you see, we have pediatric ERs. There is a concept called Geriatric Emergency Department. Wow. Phoenix is the first, at BUMCP, is the first Geriatric Emergency Department. And that's a big thing. How do we care for our patients differently? When you have an 85-year-old person coming in with a fall as compared to a 25-year-old patient who's coming in with a fall, things are going to be different. And we need to realize that. And we need to do something different. So we have an ER that's basically curtailed with the specialists that are, that have fought this before. 
But then we get to we need to get to prevention, don't we? Mm-hmm. And we think about the steps and and how we can let people know that are listening. If you have somebody in your life uh, that is near and dear to you, uh, what do we need to do to protect them? Well, so my name is Melissa Luxton, and I'm a registered nurse. I am the chairperson for the Arizona Falls Prevention Coalition and also a practicing nurse with Banner University Medical Center Phoenix, and I am our trauma outreach and injury prevention coordinator. So I do a lot of community work um, in the prevention of falls and focusing on how we prevent those people from coming into our hospital and being seen. And so just as Dr. Argerwal was saying, this is such a big issue. Um, I don't know if our listeners know, but falls are actually the leading cause of injury-related deaths among Arizona residents ages 65 and older. Um, So when we talk about injury-related deaths, it's falls is number one, and that's year after year after year. Incredible that we don't know these statistics. We should all know that, and we don't. I know. We really should. Um, On a national level, over 3 million older people are treated in emergency departments for for falls. And so when we talk about prevention, prevention is really what is key. If we prevent these falls from happening, then we prevent these, you know, life changing events and the decline of our older adults, really just increasing their quality of life. Absolutely. I mean, I'm the I guess you could say the odd woman out, if you will. I'm not a firefighter and I'm not in the medical field, but obviously I have grandparents and I have parents and I've seen how this can play a vital, you know, role in someone's life when it comes to staying healthy and staying fit and knowing that, you know, when my grandparents, you know, I have one set that's passed and one set that is alive and to see how staying healthy and fit really makes a difference as you, you know, age throughout that. And so, you know, going and visiting my grandparents at the Beatitudes, there's nothing that makes me happier than when I go and I eat dinner with my grandma and my grandpa's coming back from Zumba and he's, you know, (laughs) staying fit. And so I think preventing these things is, you know, what are the different steps that people can take. Obviously, staying physically fit is probably one of them. It's huge. Being physically fit is huge. And so I think, you know, we're coming to this shift in how we view aging, right? I think aging in the past has always been such a negative connotation. Mm. People are like, as I get older, I can't. I can't anymore. I can't do these things that I used to be able to do. And now we're saying you can. Mm -hmm. If you never stop doing it, you can continue doing it. So it's staying active. It's being being involved in your community. It's all of those things. And so it's really that positive messaging. Um, Senior Olympics, those people are so, those athletes are so inspiring in what they do. Um, I recently was on a call and I was hearing that there was a sprinter who was almost 100 years old and she sprints. That's incredible. And so her risk for falls is great drastically reduced Mm -hmm. versus somebody who's not active like that. So I really think it's this positive spin on, you know, as we age, we have to stop saying we can't and start saying we can and continue to keep ourselves fit. Um, Things like Tai Chi, um, yoga, great for balance. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our senior centers offer that for free. In fact, our our Phoenix senior centers offer a membership. I think it's $25 a year. They are able to access any of those senior centers within the Phoenix network. They get um, complimentary meals through that and then tons and tons of balance and exercise programs that are available all throughout the city of Phoenix. That's awesome. Doctor, when you look at these injuries at, as a physician and you look at somebody that is uh, probably lived a very healthy, normal life, but then when they get to in a more advanced age and you look at these injuries and some of them are life-changing, 
Melissa talked about it a little bit. What can we do for, what, what is your recommendation for not only, so not everybody's going to be a sprinter, not everybody's going to be in Senior Olympics, but there are small changes they can make in their life, aren't there? Absolutely. I think what we're talking about here is age is not a number. Age, age is just a number, right? But what is important is, what is the person really like? We have a 100-year-old who is a sprinter. We don't see that many, right? Mm-hmm. But we see a lot of patients who are healthy in their 90s, in their 80s. Should we label everyone as frail older adult? We probably should not. But we see that happening, right? We see that we see an older adult come into the hospital and our mind automatically thinks maybe he's frail older adult. Getting to know what they're doing outside the hospital environment helps us a lot to understand them better. And I think our goal in medicine should be to try to get them to that state. Now, when I see a person who comes into the hospital with a fall, they have had a bleed in the, in the brain or they've had a broken bone, my first thing is, let me speak with the patient or speak with the family member and ask them where they were, were they driving? Identify maybe something that we call frailty. And then from there, decide what is the right intervention to do. Should we go full blow and try to do everything possible, get therapy on board and get him moving, get back to that state? Or we might have someone who is maybe has limited life expectancy with serious life illness. And in those patients, we need to take a different approach. So it really is tailored care which matters to the person. And that's important to do. We look at, we talked about uh, before we started the show, uh, I'm in that age range where now I know that my, my parents are going to be needing help within the next decade, most likely. Uh, they're doing well now, but we've talked about keeping the, the house clear of tripping hazards, right? We don't want rugs in the way. We want stuff where they're not reaching. We want stuff to make it easier. But is there anything else I can be recommending to my parents now where they're still in that f- position of mm-hmm. independence, but I want to set them up for success for 10 years from now? Absolutely. Medications is very important. We want to make sure the medicines that we are giving, that we are prescribing for our patients, do not increase risk for falls. There are several medications, like wow. medications for pain, medications that you use for blood pressure. Right. When you get older, you have to think about if these medicines are actually causing harm or if they are actually getting you the benefit. You really need to speak with your physician and discuss those risks and benefits involved with these medications. Whenever I see a patient with a new symptom, I'm always thinking about medication. Is a medication causing this issue or not? Mm -hmm. And then I'm also looking at bone bone health, for example. We want to make sure osteoporosis is a big concern. We want to make sure that it's treated so that if someone does have a fall, they're not breaking the large bones, the longer bones, right? How about when they come into the ER and you'll see them for the first time? And and by the way, you guys do a great job over at UMC. It's a great facility. I, I, I look at... Sometimes you would, I, I've gone on calls where they'll say, well, when's the last time you saw your doctor? Well, five years ago. Can we talk about how we need, they need to get in and get those yearly checkups? Absolutely. Those yearly checkups are so important. And again, just going back to that prevention. So eye exams, yearly eye exams uh-huh. and having, making sure that those prescriptions are up to date. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of 
our older adults are in bifocals too, and people don't really realize yeah. how tricky uh, bifocals can Just be, especially in the outdoors. Yeah. Um, when that sun hits them, it really messes up with the depth perception, mm-hmm. and it increases the risk for falling. So making sure that those um, prescriptions are up to date. Um, footwear is huge. We want to make sure that we've yeah. got proper footwear, and you can consult with um, a podiatrist or even the PCP on what kind of footwear that they should be wearing. And then just doing that general fall screening with their primary care provider. Their um, primary care provider can be a great resource of screening for those issues and hopefully preventing those things from happening by making some recommendations, whether it's medications, adjustments in the home, um, Mm. all those different things play a huge, uh, huge role. So you guys are the subject matter experts when it comes to falls prevention. And I know we are just on the brink of arriving to Arizona Falls Prevention Week. And so this is just the first of many, if you will. And I know that you guys are working hard on trying to prevent these falls. But um, is there anything that you would want to share with the listeners as to where they can find more information about this or follow you on social media? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. So the Arizona Falls Prevention Coalition is a one-stop shop for all falls prevention resources. And we have a website. It is www.azstopfalls.org. And there are all kinds of resources on there for our community members, uh, whether it's different places that they can go through in the community or just education pieces. Great information. Again, we knew it would go fast. Thank you both for being here. Let's take care of those important members in our community. Thank you for joining us on Valley Watch and have a great rest of your day.